What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. I got coffee today. Shout out. Shout out to the Wake Up Show. Shout out to the coffee. This is the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast. Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Welcome back. This is a podcast format. So if you want to come in here and get easy answers, 10 minutes and invest in 10 minutes and get the easy answers and just skedaddle. Yes, it is not like that. The show doesn't work like that. This is a podcast format. It is meant for you to sit back, relax, invest a little bit of time, and you'll get some very, very, very good answers and insight from an elder, an elder statesman here in the community, in the community, in the community, and all of that stuff. Shout out to you and everybody in the community. Anyway, today's show, why women will never understand what men really want. And that's you. Oh, boy. This is going to be interesting. It's going to be filled with a lot of bit, uh, a lot of facts. We're going to give you three reasons why women will never understand what men really want. And I know there are some women that watch this show. They're curious. They're going, hmm, this is interesting. We're going to give you some insight on that. And I don't have any other stories to lead in to that particular subject matter. So we're going to hop right into it. But before we do, shout out to the nasty boys in the building. Shout out to the money mindset and the blue chip mindset brothers in the ear. Shout out to the coach gang. Shout out to all the free agents and everybody that represents all the acronyms in the RP Crimson Capsule community. All right. Shout out to everybody. We appreciate you for being here. And um, um, first and foremost, if you want to let your voice be heard on this subject matter, ladies, YouTube, um, you can send feet pictures, ladies, but uh, I'm sure you don't want to do that. Because you don't have your French pedicure. You don't have your French pedicure on. Uh, you got uh, rusted toenails. You got tattoos all over your feet. All right. You got hammer toe. All right. That that second toe is way longer than your, your big toe. All right. You know, you some of you ladies, you got corns all on your feet. I know you don't want to send me pictures. All right. So it's okay. You can contribute. Gentlemen, you can contribute as well. Dollar sign CGA live right there on the bottom right hand uh, portion of your screen. And then also. Also, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. The link is listed at the top of the live chat. You can go ahead and click, click, click on that link. And then you can make your voice be heard like that. Or you could just simply sponsor today's show. We appreciate all of the sponsors to keep this message going. Man, I had an interesting meeting with YouTube yesterday. <laughs> YouTube yesterday. And uh, it was a young lady. They had me a part of a partner program here, which I've been a part of for like a year. Or I just couldn't access it because. And she was like, oh, you can do this and you can do that. I was like, lady, I'm not even monetized, bruh. <laughs> she was like, oh, you know, she was reading from her script. Oh, you can do this. Do you realize you have this feature? You have that feature? I was like, ma'am. And she was like, oh, hmm. well, that's weird. <laughs> I was like, ma'am, are you, do you guys have the same screen that I have? Just look up my channel. Like, what the, man, are you kidding me? She was giving me like, why, do, why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? I was like, why? Why would I do it? <laughs> it was one of the, yeah, she was, she was reading that script. I was like, I feel bad for her. I had to tell her like, ma'am, uh, would you cut the script already? I don't have features. <laughs> like, there's no point in me doing any of these things that you're telling me to do. All right. Literally not even monetized. <laughs> I work for free. When I said that, it finally clicked when I when it, when it hit it. And she was like, oh, wow, that's unfortunate. 
<laughs> what? And that's you. When I said that, it finally clicked. She was like, oh, you really don't get no money. Yeah, it's been like that for three years. What are you talking about? Mm. I ain't been getting money for a minute. What are you talking about? <laughs> Y'all been blocking me for a minute. Go talk to somebody, man, about my channel. Next thing you know, next thing you know, they're going to look at my channel. <laughs> Coach a volunteer. Man, I'm, dude, I've been volunteering. Dude. I'm telling you, man. I I heard Coleon the war one time. He was on an interview. And uh, I don't know if you guys know Coleon. He's the uh, 2A uh, Second Amendment guy, black guy, lawyer, and a firearms enthusiast. And he was doing an interview, and he was like, I think he has over a million, if not two million. Um, he might have over two or three million people following him on YouTube. And he was saying the people with the same the same amount of subscribers that he has are millionaires. He was like, those people are millionaires. And um, and uh, uh, what 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 he's trying to say is, it if he was able to actually monetize his content or it wasn't slowed down, he'd be a millionaire. And unfortunately, he's not a millionaire. Uh, because of the type of content he chooses to do. And so we do it as well. This is all content that goes against mostly the leftist Marxist agenda uh, where they want you to be dumb. They want they want men to be absolutely dumb and naive about what's going on. And unfortunately, women are usually using this playing dumb and naive as well. Well, it's about love and it's about this. And then when men voice their um, opinions about things, mean namely, well, we're putting too much on the line for this marriage thing. Why don't we change the laws? Oh no, don't 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 worry about that with me. Our love will never do that. Our love will never go there. If you're going to approach marriage in that mindset, then you're setting yourself up for failure. No, 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 ma'am. Don't dodge the bullet. Don't dodge the bullet like that. Don't dodge. Let's deal with the the major risks that men experience going into relationships and marriage well it, it'll never happen to me i'm i'm never like that i would never do that so 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 i'm not like those other girls I, i'm never going to do that to you so don't worry about that so don't even worry about that i would never do that our love is like no other love i mean we're together forever we'll be together for we're gonna go the long ride so <laughs> so as long as we go the wrong ride we never have to worry about that. Soon as you get into there, five years later, <laughs> they the bait and switch arrives, and then all of a sudden, well, I said I wasn't going to do that, but I'm going to do it. And they will have no pain. They will feel no pain in just uh, basically taking the knife and, and sticking it to you and twisting it. So as long as you follow the path in the program, you'll be fine. As long, But if you go off script, then they're going to pull all these available plugs and cords and they will gentlemen don't ever believe that they won't they absolutely will as long as you are um as long as you're in compliance as soon as you hear these words right i'm not happy as soon as you hear that and you're going to hear it because there's a bunch of reasons why you're going to hear it you're you're screwed now there's no calling it back and this is what we want men to understand. There's no calling it back. Once she, once she, once she ignites that 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 little, <laughs> once she ignites the flame or ignites the switch, it's over. It's over for you. You can't call it back. So anyway, man, shout out to I'm not happy. I'm not happy. Anyway, um, <laughs> what are we doing here? Oh, 
uh, also premium content on coachgregadams.locals.com. That's where we explore uh, the the pay for play or seeking or whatever you want to call it. We 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 explore a little bit more in de- in depth details about um, that side of the world, which we're on the dark side, by the way. Um, don't try to convince me. I've been in it way too long for you to try to convince me. You're gonna meet a woman and she's gonna knock your socks off. You're gonna meet a woman that you. You're going to fall head over heels for, and all your opinions are going to go wash away. She's going to put that love on you. You're going to meet her, and all is going to go. All you need to do is meet a good woman. All right, listen, I'm way too invested on the dark side. I'm actually been uh, promoted up the ranks. <laughs> I pro- I've been promoted up the ranks. I'm like a marshal on the dark side at this particular point. All right, so it's not coming back. I'm not, I'm not coming back, bro. I don't care a damn how good the woman is. By the way, if you want a good woman, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, if you want to be a good woman, uh, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, jump in a time machine. All right. Go all the way back not to somewhere 1950s, 60s, 70s. Uh, that's about it. All right. Do not try to find anybody now. All the good women are uh, swept up early on campus, probably about sophomore and junior year in Tuscaloosa, Fort Worth, Texas, and all of these other places. Other than that, forget about it. All right, all you're getting is repackaged leftovers. That's what you're getting. Mm. <laughs> Somebody said I'm the Sith Lord. Uh, yeah, I'm the notorious one for sure. So I'm not coming back. All right, who else is not coming back? Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door. And Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. Great and old, like coach. All right, shout out to uh, Wayne, we'll call you. He says, uh, you have great content. Thank you, Wayne. Uh, appreciate that. Mr. Boyd is in the building. Appreciate you, T.R. Boyd. I believe it. Simon Small for the CGA Junior College Textbook Fund. Oh, we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about that, what men want and why women don't understand what men want. All right, they, we're going to call you Dijon, Dijon. Dixon, Sean. All right, shout out to Coochie Games. Don't work on me, Sean. Sean, Coochie Games don't work on me. All right, Coochie Games are all. I love when women play Coochie Games with me. All right, they try to play that little elementary. They get that little dusty ass playbook out. They be like, all right, let's just go. Okay, here's a man. We got a live one. They be like, they blow the dust off that book. They like chapter one. We gonna whip that on them. Let me put that on them real quick. And then I'll be looking at they ass like, you really trying this? Okay, let me go ahead. And that, and then I got the first little objection over there. I'm looking at him like this. We really trying this, aren't we? You you really going to try that on me, right? <laughs> I'm like, poor thing. You're in elementary school compared to me. We ain't going there. Mr. Carney says, Eric Carney says, for my older men, coach, look out for shingles. It's bad. Oh, the shingles are bad? Oh. By the way, the shingles are kind of like having the chicken pox as an old person, and I hear it's deadly, okay? So be careful um, out there. I'm sure isn't there got to be a um, vaccine for, a, for the shingles? There has to be one, no? Is there not a vaccine for the shingles? Ay, 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 man. Arthur, Arthur L. will call you coach. Women are extremely difficult. Just get money. Right, just get money. Money does help. Leverage does help. I, we'll talk about that. All right, 
Newski says Nick Cannon has more kids coming. It seems stressful. And so right now, Nick Cannon has enough leverage to be in a position. Of, apparently, there's a clip of him saying he doesn't use condoms. And um, the reason why he doesn't use condoms is because he he doesn't just sleep around randomly. He actually vets the women and he has a little, uh, you know, he has enough trust and belief that they ain't out in these streets, I would assume. In these streets. And um, he's just letting his seed multiply. I don't know if that's what I would be doing right now. I think Nick Cannon is worth in the neighborhood of $50 million. I think the last time I looked because the story came up, I wasn't just looking for no reason. And uh, it sounds like, sounds like uh, it's working out for him now. But what Nick Cannon doesn't anticipate, but he should anticipate, is this is going to take a turn for the worst. It could take the turn for the worst. Although Eddie Murphy has seemed to pull this off as well. I think Eddie Murphy has like nine kids, if I'm not mistaken, with two women, maybe three women. But Nick Cannon seems to have nine baby mothers or eight, something like that. All right, re relatively a high number. And in this day and age, he's pulling something that's rather biblical. And I don't know if that's going to work out for him. Okay, I don't know if that's going to work out for him in the end, but, you know, I can't stop a brother from doing what he's doing. Hey, big ups to Nick Cannon. Uh, right now, he has cooperative women that are willing to play these roles in his concubine or his harem. I believe harems are going to be a part of the future of the world. I believe harems will be the future. And uh, this is actually just leading into some of the things that I believe that I've actually predicted. Harem. Women will have no problems being a part of a harem, right? And uh, this is just further proof of that. And um, higher status or higher value women will find themselves being more willing to accept something like that, right? Right, because I'm thinking about it like some of these women that he's having babies with are attractive. And... Um, I think Future has uh, uh, equally as equally uh, um, a higher harem as Nick Cannon. But I think, you know, the child support is what he's worried about. Nick Cannon doesn't seem to be worried about the child support at the moment. He may. Somebody said coaches Nick Cannon without the kids. Yeah, so these women are very attractive and they're choosing to say, well, this is a better situation for me. And I don't fault them for it. I know a lot of people get mad at gold diggers and and people like this. I think this is. What men have to understand is that what these women are doing is actually the truest form of women that you can actually get. All right. They're the most honest women at this moment. They're the most honest women on the planet. The most fraudulent women on the planet are what we're going to discuss. The people who don't understand men, the most fraudulent women on the planet. And I've warned you on this and I'm going to warn you one more time, gentlemen. The most fraudulent women on the planet. Listen, take notes are hopeless romantics and normies. The most fraudulent women on the planet are hopeless romantics and normies. Like the people who I described just earlier. Oh, don't worry about that. Our love is like nor the love. We're, we're going to be, we're going to love to the end. It's always going to work out. I'll never be mad. We'll never have an argument. Those are the, the, the most fraudulent, misleading, fine print laden women on the planet. These are the ones who you don't trust. But we do the exact opposite. What we do is we mistrust the gold digger. We mistrust the prostitute. 
we mistrust the sugar baby and we mistrust the harem or the concubine. But in reality, those women are the most honest women in the marketplace. The most dishonest women in the marketplace are who we're going to discuss, the people who are trying to understand you. These are the most dishonest people. They're the most manipulative. They're the least trustworthy, but we trust them more because we think their intentions are honorable and honest. <laughs> right? Now, people aren't going to understand that. People aren't going to understand that because we're on the dark side. I know this is against what you've been taught, but trust me on this one. Trust me on this one. The most honest ones are the ones who understand men. The least honest people or the least honest women when it comes to relationships are women who do not understand men. And they'll tip you off. Well, I don't understand why you have to do that right there will tell you that anything she knows about relationships is fraudulent because she doesn't understand you. She doesn't understand your needs, your desires, nor does she care. But she will say that love is what conquers all and her love is what's going to dictate the pace of the relationship. She's out of her mind because the minute she doesn't understand something, I'm not happy. <laughs> she's going to blow the relationship up. And then she's going to say she's going to do all the things that you were scared of doing by being by committing to her. Right. You're afraid of commitment. You're afraid. You're just afraid. Well, then this same woman that said you were afraid and tried to basically shame or bully you into the commitment. When the commitment's over, she's going to do everything you were afraid of. Mm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Somebody says, I disagree. The U.S. pros finesse in NYC. I know a few. I don't know them. He says, no problem. Yeah, well, listen, that's a part of the game. Everything's a part of the game. Listen, nothing's free. There are some women that will rob you. But let me tell you something. You're either going to get robbed for tangibles or intangibles with all women. They're going to find a way to rob you. And some of you guys like to have your wallet leaking for one, two, three, four years. And they're just robbing you blind, right? Actually, they're not even robbing you blind. They robbing you broad day. A pro will rob you when you fall asleep after you bust. <laughs> and then she steal your wallet and your watch. And then you out like what? $8,000? Your girlfriend will rob you right in front of your face. Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. Your wife robbing you all up in the family court building. Your wife robbing you uh, by not giving you access to her body. Straight robbery, thievery. <laughs> and then you're like, well, perhaps I'll do a little bit better for her. I'll do a little bit more for her. Way more than you're doing for any other. No other man is doing what you're doing for her. And you got to do more. More, more, more. You got to do more. <laughs> right? Robbing you straight right there, right in your face. Netflix, Amazon boxes all at the door. Not giving you access to her, making you jump through hoops and hurdles. Making you do the cooking and cleaning. She ain't doing half the work. She's sitting on the couch. She texting other men. She giving men uh, access to her that you have to pay for. Anytime. You have a woman and you're paying for her. You're paying, you're paying for her. And she gives any level of attention or anything to another man. 
that is not paying for her, she in violation. That's called robbery. She's robbing you blind. She's robbing you blind because you're paying for her. You're hosting her. I don't care if she's paying half of the bills. Well, I'll pay half the bills so I can know. I'm paying these bills as a result of our commitment. And whatever you give to another man that he's not paying for, I don't care if it's conversation, talk, attention, accolades, compliments, I don't care what it is, you're literally stealing from me. Oh, she don't understand this. Remember, I'm not the reason why the single mother rate, and I'm not the reason why older women and leftover women can't find a man. I'm not the reason why there's more single women in the history in the United States that want to get in relationships. These women out here, I don't want a relationship. You can't get one. You're not good at one. That's why you don't want one. Okay. But the reason why is you don't understand. And you will fight tooth and nail. Well, I can't talk to other men. Okay, go ahead. Well, you're robbing me. And there's, guess what? I'm out. You're stealing from me. You're embezzling. <laughs> you're embezzling from me. You're making me do something that's not required of someone or of, of others. So that's embezzlement. It's insubordination. And what men have to understand is, is when a lot of times you guys will um, accept insubordination in your own house. Okay. You will accept insubordination in your own house. You'll accept insubordination from your mama, insubordination from your daughters, your sons, your children, your dog your wife, your ex-wife. This is literally damn insubordination, which is a fireable offense. And soon as you get this insubordination, and we'll talk about this, as soon as you see it, you should call it out and literally kick their ass to the curb. Stepkids, stepkids, insubordinate-ass people, especially when you're the authority and or the protector. There's no other protector other than the man. All right, don't say, well, I'll protect too. No, you won't. <laughs> Not when nobody's coming through that door. And this is thievery, embezzlement, theft, and whatnot. So um, shout out to Jermaine Bramwell. He says, Coach, check out Nasheed Jackson's content for collapse. I, I don't do collaborations, all right? I'm taking all potential collaborations off the table. I don't care about collaborations. I can give a damn about collaborations. People keep asking me. I don't want it. I don't care what you do. I don't care unless you Jake Paul, unless you got millions of people. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want collaboration. I don't got time for it. Maybe next year, or maybe next year, but this year, I ain't focusing on no damn collaborations, all right? I'm just not in the mood for it. <laughs> I, don't, I ain't in the mood for it. I do two shows a day, plus uh, two shows on Sunday. I ain't got no time for that shit. On Saturday, I'll be chilling, trying to bang out junior colleges, all right? That's what I do, all right? I ain't got time for no damn job. Yeah, Joe Rogan, Jake Paul, that's it. Coleon Noir, you got to have a million subscribers, all right? I'll be, I'll come back in about a year or two, and I'll catch everybody else's channel and help you bring it up. But for, forget collaborations. Mm. <laughs> I don't care about collapse. And I'm not going on your nine-member panel to go talk, all right? Hey, man, yo, it's CGA, man. Hey, man, I want to just put in a couple of words right now. I, hey, man, make my screen bigger real quick. All right, let me do this, man. I'm going to hop on your panel real quick. And I'm going to argue with you. Hey, man, keep it down, man. Let me get my point across real quick. Let me get my point across real quick. Hey, man, keep it down, though. Yo, yo, let me get my point. Hey, hey, what I was trying to say, hey, hey, yo, 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 yo. Nah. <laughs> I 
I'll do it in a year or two when I'm in a better mood. But right now, I ain't in a good mood. <laughs> I ain't in a good mood for collaborations for no damn reason. All right, maybe if you put a little money in the pot, maybe. But I ain't got time to be talk. I talk way too much as it is. Two, three hours on two different streams a day. Then they be like, can't come collab. For what? Like, damn, I didn't say all I need to say. <laughs> I said all I need to say. All right, so anyway, don't take it personal if I don't want to collab. I just ain't in the mood for it, and I don't see a necessity for it. Unless it's Joe Rogan or Tim Pool or uh, ABL or somebody with a studio and hundreds of thousands, no jumper, all right? That's not a collaboration. That's them picking my ass up. I'll do that. But other than that, I'm not about to load my camera up for no reason, right? Russell Brand. All right, anyway, if you got Vlad TV, yeah, Vlad TV, it's got to be something like that. That's the only thing I would be interested in at this point. But later on, guys, I'll help other people out if you're if it's a lateral collab or a lower, where I'm reaching down, maybe in a year or two, but not now. Anyway, now that we got that off a little bit off of my chest, I've already done Fresh and Fit three times. I want to say three times. I've been on Fresh and Fit three or four times. I know I've been there twice, but I know I did four shows. So I don't know if I need to go back. Those are the those are my boys and all, but I don't think I need to go back anytime soon. Anybody? <laughs> I don't know. Anybody? Maybe I do. I don't know. But shout out to Fresh and Fit. But anyway, let's get into the show. Enough about that. You didn't come on here about that. Um, I'm a little bit mo a moody guy. Like I'm 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 an old guy, dude. I ain't trying to be just jumping around here and there for no reason. All right. So uh first things first. First things first. This is my phrase. This is my phrase. And I want you guys to understand this phrase. For men, listen. When it comes to women, you can either love them or understand them. You can't do both. You can either love them or understand them. You can't do both. When it comes to women, the same thing applies. However, women want to love men and understand men. And the reality is they cannot do both. And one thing that men have to understand is women who try to love and understand you are lacking in understanding of men because men aren't very complicated. Women know what men want. They just hope they can find a man that is a little bit different that can actually do things that they can probably possibly manipulate them, that person, or get them to believe in a system of beliefs that would benefit the woman. So this is more of a hope strategy. And she can't understand why you cannot be that man. She says it would be easy if you just change the way you operate, but you're not doing it. And I don't understand why fill in the blank. So a woman who tries to understand you is a woman who can never love you. And women don't understand that. Inherently, they don't understand that. They believe that they can change you. But then ultimately, when they change you, they're going to hate you. They're not going to love you anymore. They're going to actually hate you because what they're trying to create is, and I want you guys to understand, women want something like this. They want you to be their friend. They want you to be their confidant. They want you to be the person they communicate with the most. They want to be able to trust you. They want to be able to respect you. They want to be able to play silly reindeer games on you. They want to play coochie games with you. They want to play hide the coochie. They want you to be one of their girlfriends. They want you to pillow talk. All qualities of weak-ass men. So that when you become that man, she begins to despise the man you become. 
She wants you to be able to cook. Well, you should be able to cook, and then you start negotiating with her. Oh, well, I'll cook three days a week. You cook three days a week, and then I'll eat out. We'll eat out on Sundays. And then she sees your goofy ass with the apron, and then she says, oh, boy, I love a man that can cook. And then years down the line, she looks at you as a weak man. All right? She says she wants men to do chores around the house. And then when you become that man, you're OCD. Oh, my God. Damn, he's a little OCD. Why are you always cleaning up? You're making me feel bad because she got a pile of crap over here. And she wants you then to be the loser guy that she can complain about picking up socks. She'd rather you be the guy that she can complain about picking up socks because if you're not and you clean up and you're organized, she's going to be like, this guy's too good for me. And then she'll hate it. Trust me, guys, this is all true. She might think she likes it, but she's going to hate it. Damn, this guy doing a little bit too much. If you become a good parent, a good daddy, she's going to despise it when you come home and the kids say, daddy. And then when she walks in the door, the kids are like, oh, she's going to hate that. She's going to hate when all her friends say, man, damn, your husband's so good. Shit, he cooks and cleans and mows the lawns and water the grass and changes the oil and washes the tie, washes the car. And he takes care of the kids and he drops off the kids. He the daddy of the year. She's going to hate you. She's going to hate you. She's going to be like, God damn, he outshining me. And so she would love for you to do that. But then when you do it, she's not going to like it. Trust me on it. She's not going to like it. She will find a way to hate on that. Because she's competitive. Now, she wants a girlfriend as a mate. She wants you to be her male girlfriend. And that's not a good power position to be in. It's not in a good leverage position. So I advise you to not do that. Because anything you say, I don't know if you guys know this. They've been well-trained in the social element way better than men. Men, we have no social skills compared to women. Women are expert in the social skills. And they're expert in the social manipulation. They're experts in um, nonverbal, toxic um, combat. Many times when a problem needs to be solved, we're here to solve the problem. But women don't solve problems like that. They don't want to immediately solve the problem. Problem exists. They're not there to solve the problem. They're there to complain about the problem. They're there to tell everybody else in their social element what the problem is. And then they're there to garner either victimhood status or credibility. They want to extend this problem out as long as possible. They want to throw eye darts and silent treatment. And they want to do all of these manipulative games to get the one up. So this is when problems occur. And with their girlfriends, this is what they pull. But when you're with their boyfriend, she tries to pull the same things on you. And you want to solve the problem. But she wants to extend that bullshit out just a little longer. There's no solutions to the problem. She wants you to extend it out. She wants to seek a little bit of attention. Maybe a little bit of comfort. Maybe then maybe a, a gift. But it's a manipulative tactic that they've learned since the third grade. And it's okay because they're social creatures. This is how they operate. When problems arise with men, we want to immediately solve the problem. We want to put the fire out. And then if we got to go to a war or we got to take it to the fisticuffs, then we might have to do that to solve the problem immediately. We don't want long out, drawn out conversations. We don't want silent treatment. We want to solve the problem. Or we'll abdicate. Okay, I'm intimidated by you. Therefore, we don't have a problem anymore. Okay? Because I don't want the fisticuffs. Well, there's no problem. Do we have a problem here, partner? Do we have a problem? No, we don't have no problem. And then we solve the problem. So in the social element, you're ill-equipped for this type of relationship. You're ill-equipped for a friendship with them. You're ill-equipped for to be her little girlfriend, boyfriend. You're ill-equipped to be her partner, her homie, lover, friend. This is a position that you're going to put yourself in, and you're not going to win. 
You're not going to win on any of these situations because once it come, becomes an emotional conversation, you about to lose. You don't have the training for this. You cannot be their friends. Not like that, you can't. So when it comes to this, and the selection of what men want, the first thing that men have to decide is, or that she has to decide is, is that man pursuing her for, is he marriage-minded in his pursuit of her, or is he not marriage-minded in his pursuit of her? Now, this is where they get a big old fat L. <laughs> they get a big old fat L. So any interaction a man has, if a woman wants to understand a man, she must answer this question. Is this man marriage-minded or is he not? And you have to be honest, ladies. And let me just give you a little bit of a tip, a clue, if the ladies are listening. About 99% of the time a man is interacting with you, he is not marriage-minded. Mm. Now, I know, I know you're not going to believe me, and that's one of your problems, ladies. See, I'm the one you want to believe. I'm the one you want to understand. And there's a reason why, and I'm going to tip you off here in a bit, in a minute. 99% of the time, a man approaches you, talks to you, conversates with you, interacts with you. He's trying to get something from you, and he's not marriage-minded at all. What he's trying to get is something from you, and we know what that is, while investing very little as possible, if any at anything at all. What he would probably prefer you to do is just lie on your back immediately, and then that will solve the problem. He'd get his five-stroke special, and then be, he'd be off on his business. But obviously, most women don't want to do that. There's no real incentive for her to do that with every man she interacts with. So there come becomes a problem for men who are trying to invest as little as possible. So that becomes the problem. Men want to invest very little in this interaction. We want to be able to get our nut and keep it going. And women don't want to do that because then she takes a loss. So with that being said, with that being said, as long as women understand that, and I think inherently they do, this is why they're protective of their reputation and their peace leave or whatnot. With that being said, we have to honor that. Most men are not looking for marriage when they interact with women. About 99% of the time, that is the case. So that would, that would answer the question for most women. And, but most women aren't honest because they're trying to pitch some sort of commitment, some sort of attachment, some sort of trade of resource, i.e. marriage, relationship, commitment, cohabitation, one of those things. That's what she ultimately would like to get unless she decides to do the choosing, which is a whole different conversation. If she does the choosing, then this is a different conversation. Because it doesn't apply. Love and understanding doesn't apply. She just wants to get piped down. And she does the choosing. Many times she actually chooses way higher than she needs to. And then eventually she'll get attached to the guy. And then she'll want that guy to make a commitment. And then she'll get her heart broken. All right. <laughs> so um, because she can't avoid it. It's a biological thing that naturally she's going to, if she desires someone and she reaches for that guy and that guy says, okay, I'll go. And then eventually she'll attach to that guy and the guy will say, hell no. Why would I do that? I've invested very little, nothing at all. Why would I pay for it now? Okay. The three things that men absolutely must have, but mostly will forfeit in exchange for their desires with women. So when we say, what do men want? And I'm going to tell you right here, ladies, these are the three things that men want and that are a must have 
But ultimately, we forfeit these in order to be with the woman. All right. So let me see here. And they are this right here. Wait a minute. Show it. Peace, quiet, and freedom. This is what all men want. When you ask, what do men want? This is the top of the chart. We want peace, not only with peace with women, we want peace with men. We necessarily don't want to get to the fisticuffs. We don't want a war, but if we have to create a war, if we have to get a war going, we will, but we want peace. We don't want to be interacting. We don't want gaslighting. We don't want shit testing. We don't want to be in these argumentative, long, drawn-out conversations. Any man that does that, he probably was raised by a woman. Most men want to be peaceful. They want quiet. Okay, a man wants to come home from work and decompress. He doesn't want to talk, okay? But many times he will talk as a trade-off to make you happy. Communication means everything. That is a feminine approach to relationships, all right? Well, it's all about communication. Well, communication doesn't work necessarily for men. It's a favorable, uh, uh, a favorable asset of women, not necessarily for men. Men want to quickly communicate, not long drawn out. Okay, but we typically want quiet. We typically want to be quiet. There are some extroverted men that love to be loud. But most men would like to come home and decompress. Many men refuse to come home because they know there's no quiet there. And if he comes home to a place that is less than quiet, he'd probably be the least likely to come home. The last thing men want is freedom, which is going to draw, which is going to make it difficult for him to be in a relationship. See, once he wants a relationship, he actually has to forfeit freedom. This is what women are kind of doing now. They're like, hey, I'm independent. Why would I get into a relationship? I'm going to lose my freedom. But men ultimately want freedom. Men have fought many and many a war over this very term, freedom. And when if I actually uh, talked to a woman one time and I mentioned that, hey, my freedom is important. And she got offended. She was like, what does that mean? And she immediately knew that that word meant that she would get less. And it was an immediate turnoff for her. And she actually used it in a couple. She was a girl from, uh, what was she from, Germany? I can't remember. And she said in her accent, what did, this, what did you mean by this freedom? She knew immediately that that was something that was not going to benefit for her, right? And I didn't say it like, well, I want my freedom. I just hinted in there. I was like, freedom is very important to me. And she was immediately offended. And this is because she knows she can no longer manipulate you. She knows that you're looking out for your best interests rather than hers. And this is no longer a favorable relationship. But these are the three things that men would want, but they can't really say it because if they say it, they forfeit whatever they're trying to get from the woman. If he wants a relationship, he immediately forfeits peace, quiet, and freedom. Okay? <laughs> he immediately forfeits it. He will no longer have it. No more access. And the longer he goes into the relationship, he'll never have it. That means if he's in a relationship, goes into a marriage, he'll never have those three. If he has children with that woman or children outside of the relationship, he'll never have peace, quiet, and freedom ever again until those, he'll never have it. So what men want ultimately are these three things, peace, quiet, and freedom. However, he has to forfeit those to access women, which means let's get to the next thing right here. Let's get to the next point. Let's take that down and then we'll do some super chats because I really got to catch up. Where's my note? 
Where's my note? I got to pull it up. Oh, the next thing that men want uh, after those. So that is number one. The next thing that men want when they interact with women is we talked about it, access to sex. That is going to be the second level of criteria. Nothing else goes above, above this. And this is where a lot of young women do not understand men. They start hitting you with this. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Okay. So what they mean to say is, all right, that these things should be more valuable than access to sex. Because if a man just simply says, I want to be in a commitment with you and I want constant access to sex. If he says that, he may be immediately disqualified from the relationship. So then he goes through a couple of manipulative tactics, which we'll talk about later, to put this on somewhere on the bottom of the list. And there's a reason why he does that. We're going to talk about that when we get to the three reasons that women don't understand men. So somehow we got to act like that this is not part of the equation. <laughs> and these other things matter. This is why women don't understand men. But we would like access to sex. This is what the bottom line is. When men actually are confident in this, they're able to do what? Things like mode one. Things like approach and tell them what they want. Text her, are you down to F tonight? And then move on. Now, those men are often called bad men and all of these guys. These guys are bad, scummy, F boys and all these things. But they're trying to get to what's important. And they somehow get penalized that we'll talk about that in a minute as well. But he wants access to sex. If he's honest and upfront, then people, people are turned off by this particular approach. So men have learned, I got to somehow deprioritize this and prioritize these other things. And this leads to misunderstanding. It leads to misunderstanding. It leads to a major misunderstanding because some people actually believe in women, this is mostly women, that they can have a marriage without sex. There are women that haven't give the, given access to their bodies to their husband, but they still believe they're married. Why? Because this man has somehow deprioritized access to sex and prioritized all of these other things that she's under the belief that that's not important. There are some men that still will believe because they're lying to themselves. Well, it's not all about that. Well, let me just tell you, you don't have a marriage without sex. There's no possible way. There's, the marriage has ended. You're just legally tied up and entangled. That's all you are. You just have a legal entanglement. <laughs> so men want peace, quiet, and freedom. Next, access to sex. When men are comfortable um, verbalizing this, communicating this, they are actually in peace, quiet, and freedom. Men who are trying to manipulate and finagle, they find themselves in frustration with women. Women who are trying to not understand this and deprioritize this, they find themselves in frustration with men. They find themselves in frustration with men. So then you go down the list. What is important after that? Well, respect is important after that. If you're marriage-minded, or not, respect is going to be the next thing. Sure, she can give him access to her body, but does she respect him? Is she going to diss him? Is she just going to say, hurry up and get on and get off? Is she going to laugh at him? Is she going to disrespect him and clown him? Is she going to talk over him? These are all things that are important, men. You can't have anything without R-E-S-P-C-T, according to Aretha Franklin, right? 
So respect has got to be up there. But the first and foremost, if there's no sex, there's no there's no uh, relationship. Then if there's no respect, you can forget it. So let me play the clip of the young woman who completely disrespected your fiance so you can get in the idea of understanding what respect or disrespect looks like in this clip. And I played it at the beginning of the show. In this clip, this is her fiance, who's her friend, and she's playing games with him as if it's one of her girlfriends. And a lot of women say, just lighten up, relax, and let us play games and have a sense of humor. Well, what you want him to be is one of your girlfriends and your partners. That is going to lead to disrespect. And then when he gets disrespected and his ego hurt and he can't put her in check and she's out of pocket, guess what happens? Then she's caught off guard. Oh, my God. It was just a joke. Let's go ahead and play it just so you can see it in real time. Uh, where is it? Right here. Who has made you cry the most? Who has the nicest body? Who is the funniest? Who does your mom like the most? Who has cheated on you? <laughs> Who was the biggest liar? <laughs> <laughs> Who was the best kisser? <laughs> Who do you think loved you the most? Now, the one thing, and ladies, I want you to listen. If you don't take anything away from this show, or if you take one thing away, I want you to take this away. And a lot of women don't watch me, but men, you might be able to watch me. One of the things that women will do in your friendship, homie, lover, friend, relationships is they will do things as a joke and they will put you on number one public display just it's not a joke between you and her when you're alone she will very rarely do these jokes but when she's in public she's more apt to do these jokes or when she has the phone recording she's more apt to do these jokes when her friends are around and your friends are not around she's more apt to do these jokes all right this is a big sign of disrespect the second sign of disrespect is when they do these, they often prey on the insecurities of the man in relationships. So it's often centered around belittling him about something relationship-wise, maybe to make him feel insecure, to make him feel insecure about his performance in the bed. So it's always centered around that. It's not centered around, uh, you know, something, something related. Oh, you don't know how to change a car tire or something like that. Maybe it might challenge his masculinity, but it's always centered around hey, uh, I got better options out here or make you insecure about your performance, insecure about your masculinity and your parentage. It's something like that. It's going to be centered around that. And for some reason, women think it's funny, right? They think it's funny. And then when the man's hurt by this, and trust me, men get hurt. I don't know why people shame men into saying that we aren't hurt. Of course, men get hurt by these things. You can see the pain on his face. If he lashes out, then he's the abuser. If he lashes out at this particular type of uh, manipulation, at this particular type of disrespect, then he's seen as the one who can't take humor in jokes. If he does these jokes back in reverse, Uno reverse cars these jokes, then he's doing something. Why did you do that? I can't believe you said that. So these were where people complicate things, and it all centers around disrespect. See, what men want is peace, quiet, and freedom access to sex, respect. And some women can't even understand 
all those three things. They can't even understand why he would want those three things. This is why women will never understand men. Because that's what men want more than anything. And some women make you try to jump through hoops and hurdles to get peace, quiet, freedom, access to sex, and respect. Why do they make you jump through hoops and hurdles? Because inherently they know that's important to you. That's what's important. And those are the three things they make you work for and they take away and they give and they manipulate and they, isn't it interesting? And then they will say it's unimportant if you're hurt by it or it's unimportant or they'll, they'll make you work for it, but say it's unimportant or they'll throw other things on top of that. Well, those things don't matter. These things matter. And they'll try to give us something that we don't even want. <laughs> isn't that crazy? So let me do this. We're going to do some super chats or what we call cash apps and PayPal's. I need to uh, check out what happened on PayPal. All right. And then we'll see if we have time for the cash apps. And um, then we'll get to, let me see what we got. Now we'll talk about, um, you know, sex appeal and looks and all of those things, which are least important when it comes to peace, quiet, and freedom, access to sex and respect. We'll talk about then looks, appeal, all of those things, body type preferences, We'll talk about that because that is the next line of importance. Then we'll talk about these other crazy stuff that they're talking about, either qualities for long-term relationships and uh, degrees and all of these things. We'll, we'll put that in, in perspective of importance, and then we'll go into the reasons why. So hang tight. We'll try to make it quick. Shout out oh, to Warhammer's in the building. He says uh, she's the 304 the world doesn't deserve, but yet many got the peace leave. Uh, I think you're talking about Lori Harvey, including the – including the ones the rest of the world doesn't know of. I got that. I believe I got that. He's talking about Lori Harvey. And that was from early this morning. So Warhammer, you were up early in the morning, I see. Who is this in the building? Smash Media. Shout out to you. He says, donating to the Junior College Fund. All right. I like the Junior College Fund. Yes, I'm a pervert. <laughs> All right. Uh, shout out to, who is this? Joseph, uh, Joe K says, coach. Had me spitting out my water when roasting the community. Grew up in a city with the school named after presidents. Yes, orange vest ass. Yes. Oh, boy. You knew you grew up in the city if you went to Kennedy High School. All right. Uh, and your streets are named after either letters. <laughs> oh, man, I got a clip that I got to show you. Man, gosh, I meant to show you to you yesterday. Um, I hope I can show it to you. I, I hate to get caught off guard. Shout out to Eugene Morgan. When men have raw strength, remind me of cities. If I have extra time, I might have my stream interrupted today. If I have extra time, somebody remind me of cities, uh, bad cities, and it, remind me of that towards the stream, and I'll remember it. If Try to get me to remember it. Eugene Morgan, when men have raw strength and physical dominance, women have psychological and emotional dominance and sophistication, and they can torture you psychologically. It's their version of power. It is absolutely, man, I, I'm actually missed at the times where women say they, they don't have power and the times where men don't understand the power that women yield. Women have emotional and psychological power over men. Yes. Now, there's some men I hold masculine frame and I have the ism, pimpism and all of that stuff. Those men try to, you know, they, they don't tell the full story about how they have to manage that power because those men take that power away from women. And they don't talk about how much it takes to manage that. But they have that power. They've, ha they've managed to strip that power away from women. 
and use that against them. And then they have all power over the woman. But uh, many times they don't tell you the other things it takes to manage that. And so you think that they've done something special, but the ins and outs and the ins and outs and the outs and ends aren't really spoken about. Billy the Kid says, loving this dark side, keep me here. It's an easier place to be. All right, it's an easier place to be. Uh, we got, um, ooh, did I skip somebody? I think I did. Shout out to, oh, he gives me an Instagram reel. That's day one. But it's hard for me to stop the show in the middle of that. Um, as well. So I appreciate the Instagram reel. All right. So let's get over to the cash is app. Who is in here? Uh, shout out to no drift. Oh, 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 oh. Shout out to Wayne. He says you have great content. I think I talked about him already. Let's see here. Arthur Lane says, coach, women are extremely difficult. Just get money. Okay. Uh, I think I got these guys already. I got these guys already. River Bacon says, morning coach, grab yourself a coffee on me. That's definitely what I did. Who else is in here? Uh, somebody said, oh, okay. Kaylin Ferguson says, okay, I got that one already. Okay, so we got a, it looks like we got everybody. All right, thank you for the contributions. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't refresh the screen. Okay, so shout out to Newski says, Can't, couldn't imagine dealing with five baby mamas. I'd go crazy. This is another thing when it comes to pimp or harems or concubines. Many have to understand that that takes extreme management skills. Okay, uh, harems and concubines and, and pimping women and all of these things and being a player to the most part, um, a player in the idea of keeping a rotation of women, it takes extreme management to do so and manipulation and it's exhausting. All right, many men have been players and they turn into old players and they look exhausted. The dictator, coach, where can I find an ATM? Where can I find an ATM? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I know what an ATM is, but shout out to you. Jeff B says, ex-wife invited me to Hawaii in Cali. <laughs> hey, guys, I know this is a hard thing to do, but do not go back to exes. They're exes for a reason. That's number one. There are too many damn women out here for you to keep going back to broken relationships. Trust me on this one. They the spark you're gonna. I know the peace leave was good. I know you missed it, but move on. There's too many damn women out here. There's two million more women than there are men here. Not only are that that's this just the United States. Not only that, worldwide, there's more women. Go across, dude. Go meet a new one. Chill out for a minute. Oh, the ATM girls. Oh, the AT. Oh. He says, where can I find the ATM? Okay, I'm a little slow. Uh, here's the ATM right here. Here's the ATM. Sorry for that. Let me give you the ATM. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in, and that's it. And put the PIN number, and boom, money just comes right out. Yeah, there's the ATM there. Sorry for that. Uh, yeah, that's where you find the ATM <laughs> between her legs. Um, yeah, I'm on a little CPT time there. I was a little slow. but. Um, exes, how many times have you heard they went back to an ex, they they did a couple of years, they broke up again. You go back to an ex, she poisons you, you die. I mean, sometimes you may go with an ex, it doesn't work out. Sometimes it might work out. But why go back to an ex? Somebody said, what if you have kids? And are you going back for the kids or you? Are you going back for the kids or you? 
Are you going back? I mean, why would you get back into a relationship just for the kids? I mean, come on, man. You already broke up. Uh, odds are, if you go back to her, I mean, you broke up for a reason. There has to be a reason. So was she a re were you a were you a part of the problem or was she part of the problem? And if you go back, is she willing to admit that she was part of the problem? Or is she gonna say, well, let's just start again and give each other a clean slate without acknowledging her part of the problem? She has to be a part of the problem. It takes two. It takes two. So she could not, you could not be in the dirty dog and she was just innocent. That's very rare. Will she acknowledge her part in the breakup? If she never acknowledges her part in the breakup, do not go back. That's only going to set you up for failure. If your ex has learned to mature, that's about the only way. She has to come back on her knees. All right. And this is rare. How many times have you heard women say, damn, you know, I messed up the first time, baby. I, I know better. I'll never do that. They only say that when they know you're about to be gone, gone. Okay, I'll do anything. Okay, apologize. Well, I ain't doing that. Nope. Apologize? No. Nope. When you broke up, ask yourself this. Did you go through any strife when you broke up? Meaning, did she put you any through any of the wheels of the court of public opinion? Did she dirty your name up? Did she take you to court? Did she sue you? Did you sue her? Did she keep the kids away from you? If she did any of those things, I don't know why you would ever go back to that person. <laughs> All right. Man, stay away. And then she's inviting you on a trip. Sound like she's going to bury your ass in the beach and then leave your ass and go back to Kentucky or wherever you're from. You're wasting your time. All right. Jamal M. Great show, fam. Thank you, man. We're dropping these jewels on you, man. You can listen or not. And uh, Austin T. Dropping off tuition. Where's Stereo Shaheem, Shun? Last time he was here, I messed up on the geography of the Marcy projects. All right, but we'll have to bring them back. Shout out to Tony the Battalion as well. And last couple here, Mo Mart is in the building. Thanks, coach. Shout out to Mo Mart. Be real mahogany, coach. Stop. He says they have no idea what they want. <laughs> oh, women don't have no idea what they want. Um, interesting. I mean, there's a there's a thing that we could talk about there. All right, let's talk about this. So let's just remind you of where we left off, what men want, peace, quiet, and freedom. The next thing we want, access to sex. The next thing we want is respect. Okay. Now, without those guys, you have nothing. If you don't have those three, you have absolutely nothing. Just give it up. Just give up the ghost. I would actually walk out of a relationship right now if I didn't have any one of those three. I mean, peace, quiet, and freedom is one. All right, but that's one. Access to sex. I mean, if that you have a relationship and you can't get no booty, why are you there? Right? I don't even know why you're sitting there. The only reason you're probably sitting there is because you have uh, either one-itis, you have, um, you have uh, illegal entanglement, or you possibly have a scarcity mindset, meaning you're going to lose her and you'll take the one or two times a week or a month that you get her. I mean, that's the only reason why. And then if you have lack of respect, that's the ultimate sign of disrespect for a man because that is what we want. So now let's talk about what happens after that. What qualifies a woman after that? Now this is where you get into some of their insecurities because first of all, they don't even want to give you the, the things that you really want. They want to take away your peace, quiet, and freedom and your access to sex, or they want to... Um, use it as a bargaining chip or a reward chip. And then they want to not give you respect. They want to just play uh, games when they want to play games. Now, if a woman understands that what a man's needs, she's actually ahead of the game. If she understands those three things, she's ahead of the game. Now let's talk about the next things, the physical. Obviously these are important. 
but men actually desire a woman that they will never get. And they're comfortable with the fact that they will never get this woman. And they will still say, I desire her, but I'd never going to get him, get her. So pause. So he'll settle for less. And that's based on his own self-belief of himself. All right. He's like, all right, look, I would like to be at the junior college. However, I'm a sucker and I'll take a 40 year old woman. He'll settle. He'll say, I'll never do that. Or there's social reasons why I won't do that. Or it seems weird to do that. Or, you know, society is conditioned to believe me that, that that's weird. Um, I'll never get a model. My income's not up there. And he'll say, looks are important. However, I'll settle because I want access to sex. So he'll develop a system of preferences to qualify women based on where he stands in the hierarchy. Because men know where the hierarchy is. Women don't seem to know where the hierarchy is. Nowhere. I don't care if it's with, with uh, relationships, with work, with anything. They'll just say equal and they'll say that I'm perfect. Let me show you it. Uh, let me show you. Let me show you examples of what I'm talking about. So men understand where they stand in the hierarchy of looks. Women don't. There was this video right here. And this woman threw in, she didn't understand men. You can tell. This is Kevin Samuels' video, average at best. And so this woman said, well, I have all of these things. She mentioned none of the things that men want. She says, well, these things matter. Therefore, I should be here. Or therefore, I qualify for a better man because I have these things, which are all less important to men. She never said, hey, I'll, I'll give him great sex and I'll give him respect. She never said any of these. And I'll make sure he's peaceful and I'll make sure he's quiet. There's quiet around him and I'll make sure he's. She said none of that. She said, I got a job, degree, all of these things that don't matter. And then what she said is because I have these things and less women around me have them, I move up the chain of hierarchy and command. Nope. No, you don't. No, you don't. What does that have to do with money? Because I feel like um, I need a God that I can respect and admire, and I'm ambition, and I want a God that has that drive too. And when he doesn't, I find myself you know, encourage him like, hey, babe, you can do this and you can do that. And then all right, so in North Carolina. With all due respect, she did mention those things. All right. So I will take that back. Give her back. She did say she would respect and admire the guy. I'll give her that credit. <laughs> How, what percentage of the population, what percentage of men in this country make six figures or more? I think it's like five percent. I'm not closer to ten. So, ten percent. Okay. Oh, All right. So, the question is, what do those men who make that kind of money, who all women tend to want, what do they want? I feel like they want arm candy, somebody who can um, have more to bring to the table than just looks. Okay, there she goes. So, so she missed the boat. She missed the boat. She said men want arm candy. She got the looks right, which is. Somewhere in the early parts of it, it's not the main thing. She did mention respect, but now she's talking about bringing more to the table. This is where they mess up. And this is where she says, I move up the social hierarchy of selectable mates because I have more to the table. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. A little bit more proof. This is fair use again from a just complicated channel.
we showed this video before. And of course, people will say, well, these are ratchets. I just showed an educated woman prior. All right. These are young girls. Now, these girls are going to say they're perfect. And thus, because they're perfect, they don't have to bring respect, respect, access to sex, peace, quiet, or freedom. Go ahead and listen here. Okay, rate yourself on a scale of one to ten. Tens oh, across the board. Ten. Oh, period. Okay, isn't saying you're a ten admitting there's no room for improvement? No. no, no, not at all. Isn't the first step towards improvement admitting you're not perfect? You're right. Yes. We were perfect. We just said we, we just were, were tens. tens. That doesn't. You didn't say that being on a scale of one to ten, ten being perfect. Facts. Well, well, what would be what would be perfect then? On a scale of one to ten, there is no perfect, really. Isn't the Okay, so, I mean, this is a little bit more of some, just an example of how they try to manipulate the game in order to favor them by coming in and say, well, we're, we're perfect or we're, we're, we're tens. We moved up the hierarchy. We, we have these things over here, but not acknowledging, first of all, the fact that they're not tens is delusion. And then the second part of it is you don't know and understand what a man wants. You have no clue. Obviously, a man doesn't want somebody that's going to come in and say they're perfect. Therefore, they don't have to give you respect. They don't have to also um, they don't also have to cater to your peace, quiet and freedom, your needs and your access to sex. They think that because they're they're tens, they could just play this manipulation game of hide the peace leave and hide the coochie right For, through, throughout your relationship. And let me give you a small example of that. Are you serious? I. I, I had a chili dog for lunch. Okay. I'm a little bloated. So um uh I've I've known and experienced many women that say, yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm not able to do what you want me to do tonight. However, you should still give me all of the things that I need from you. Now, in the context of a long-term relationship, yes. In the context of a short-term relationship, which 99% of all men that you will interact with do not want a long-term relationship with you. We've clearly established that. They are not going to put up with, I don't get anything, but I'm going to keep giving you. That's not part of the equation. So this is where women have to hold out for the long-term to eventually get what they want, which is problematic because women aren't getting that today. Let's go ahead and continue with the, the notes. So looks become important. But you have to be realistic. You can't say you're a five or you can't say you're a 10 and you're average at best. You can't say you're a 10 and you're clearly a six. We'll talk about that. Body type, preference, those things come in after peace, quiet, and freedom, access to sex, respect. A man will take a woman who gives him access to sex that probably doesn't um, qualify on his look standards, which means to say he'll screw anything. As long as he gets the access to sex, the looks was inconsequential many times. The looks meant nothing. The access to sex became more important. So a woman held out and she was better looking. This woman was less appealing. She might have had sex appeal and she lied down with him. It was easier for him and he chose the easy route. Sorry, ladies. I wish it was different, but that's how men work. And some men, women will say, well, if he'll sleep with her, then I don't want him anyway. Well, that's going to be your problem. <laughs> that's going to be your problem. Many men will do that. As he gets older, he'll do that least often. When he's younger, he's probably going to do that. Preferences do come in next. Now, the last part of it, and then we'll really get into it, qualities for long-term. If a man is then long-term relationship-minded, which we have to agree, there are some men who are long-term relationship-minded. The 1% of men 
or the 1% of interactions that a woman will have will be a long-term relationship-minded man. But she has to understand, is he slow-pimping her or is he actually genuinely interested in a long-term relationship? And women can agree with this. Every man that has approached her, she eventually figured out he just wanted to sleep with her. Isn't that correct? So out of 100 men, ladies, out of 100 men that have approached you, 99, 99 of them just wanted to bone you. There is that one guy that will show up for long term. He's not what you're looking for, looks wise, though, but he'll show up and he's looking for the ability to deliver and mother children. Some women will still not understand this. And she says, I can deliver them, but I won't be their mother. They'll go to day camp. I'll go back to my job. So I can focus on my career. My career. You can raise them. You can be the stay at home daddy. I'll be the doctor and you be the daddy. There's people that are literally, when, when it comes down to what men want, there are women that are still out here trying to say, nah, we can give it. <laughs> Even if they got one on the hook, they got one close to the hook. They'll still find a way to, to give the man what he does not want. And when a man says, why can't you be the mother? Why can't you cook or clean? Why can't you stay at home? They're fighting you still. This is why women will never understand what men want. It's, it's outrageous. But when you say these things, this is considered hate. Or they don't believe me. Ladies, I'm going to say this one again. And men, you're pro I'm probably the one you should be believing because I am the one who is not scared to say what you uh, necessarily not cater to what you want to hear. I tell you what you need to hear. Most of these other men are lying to you. Let's go to the next thing. Then intelligence come in, then degree, then job status. Obviously, we would like to know that because we want to see if you're going to be the mother or if we possibly going to have to hire a full-time nanny. So now I know want to know what your degree is. I want to know how smart you are if I'm going to procreate with you. And then I want to know your job status. That becomes quality information, not information you lead with. Because for men, it's least important. Most of the time, we don't care about it. Because all we want to do is get access to the sex. We're not thinking long-term. But for the men you want to think long-term, he first has to be ensured that he can get peace, quiet, and freedom, access to sex, and respect before all of that other BS that you want to push out in front of us. Okay? This is just the honest to God truth. I'm going to do some cash apps, and then I'm going to come back and give you the three reasons why. I mean, I'm just gave, I just, that was just the setup, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to give you the three reasons. Why women will never understand all of this. Okay. Shout out to Classy Beats. Says, get the likes up. Hey, man. Shout out to Kevin Samuels. And fair use, Kevin. I don't want to hear no junk, Kevin. I used your clip. Yes. By the way, get the likes up. Do I have to play some heavy metal music or something? Give me a like. <laughs> all right. Let me play some music. Do I have any music queued up? Where's some uh, obnoxious music? We're going to play some obnoxious music. All right, or well, I'm gonna show you a nigga. Hey, I'm gonna play this clip if y'all don't get the likes up. Hey, I told you to do Biden. How we done lost a damn vote? We done lost a vote. That's gonna go to Trump. God damn. I'm worshiping these people like they're fucking God. Ain't nobody worshiping them. But God damn it, Chris. We need somebody in there with motherfucking sense. He vote independent. 
Democrat Biden. Now it's a fucking vote that we done lost that can fucking go to Trump. This is why I don't do politics. I will never do this again. <laughs> oh boy, you young men that are somebody says surrounded by women like that. Guys, if, if you grew up with women like that, like you have um and, and women do this strategically, um, and unfortunately to the to the I, I, the word that I'm looking for, I can't say it. They actually cripple young men by surrounding them by women like this. All right. So he has his sister whose obnoxious laughter can be heard throughout the whole video. He has the loudmouth mom who's dragging him by the nose to the ballot box. Very beta uh, move. And then she's tuning in probably to his aunt or his grandmama, somebody else, not one man around. And I feel sorry for young men that grow up into situations like that because you often grow up hampered and crippled by this type of, yeah, to your detriment. That's what I mean. Thank you. Detriment. Shout out to the brothers there. Uh, it, you grow up, it's just to your detriment to grow up in surroundings like that. But they have no problem putting you in surroundings like that because many times they're selfish. And they're only thinking about what they're going to get out of this and not what you're going to get out. Not what you're going to get out. You're going to be completely emasculated. And people who don't agree with that, look at the clip in itself. This is an 18-year-old man who can make his own judgments and his own determinations about what he wants to do politically, yet and still. Yet and still, they don't respect him enough as a man to be able to make his own decision. So they dragged him to the box, put him in the backseat of the car, and then they drug him in there and told him what to do. I know you disagree with me sometimes, but this is exactly what happened. And it shows you the pure emasculation. Not only did they emasculate him, she's yelling at him, and then she's reporting to the court of public opinion about what he's done. Oh, how dare you do this? This is complete emasculation. I don't care what your political leanings are. That's complete emasculation of a male, of an adult male, and you're witnessing it full time. Shout out to Chris. <laughs> Yeah, they recorded it, posted it on the internet. Complete. This is this is where I go back and try to let you guys know what you guys don't know about men. Respect is very high when it comes to men. Once there's disrespect, there's emasculation that goes with it. And women tend to, especially in the community, believe that they can disrespect their men and still get that man to be a man when they need him to be a man. Why don't men protect? Why don't men lead? But there's a need to disrespect him publicly, which is basically tarring and feathering him. And then you wonder why the man doesn't want to lead. The one, the man is tippy-toeing around you. The man is scared of you. It is actually wild. It's actually a little bit appalling. And men, the only way around this is, first of all, get out of the community. The community is not for you. All right, your boy Scoop, common sense ain't that common when it comes to XXs. Yet the common sense is not what they use, but I think many of it, and I'm going to get to why they don't follow these things and they don't want to listen, and they're in the spirit of Jezebel. They're in the spirit of Lilith with this, and I'm going to tell you why in a minute. Shout out to River Bacon. X did the stuff. X did the stuff you warned about. Listen up. All right, I don't tell any lies, guys. I know you guys want me to lie about these things. Uh, I tell you patterns of human behavior, what's going to come your way? Because human beings are nothing but animals, and we pretty much do the same things. And uh, what we do is we do the same things and we expect, expect a different result. 
Hey, man, um, Billy the Kid says, coach is spitting. You have to be direct with these women. I was talking to two women at the same time. One I was dis uh, direct with and the other I wasn't. The woman I was direct with uh, from the jump sexually had no issues and she was submissive and uh, had. Oh, and we had sex with no resistance. And I only text this chick once a week when I text. It was just a link up. The other I was timid and wasn't direct with later, but loaded her with attention. And she was grossed out whenever I would bring up sexual in in innuendos and wanted to delay the sex, but wanted all the non-sexual attention. Final result, he got friend zoned it. And he says, or friend zoned it, or friend zoned. Value non value your non-sexual attention, fellas, because these women get attention from everywhere, social media-wise, work and all of that stuff. Uh shout out to Alan. I believe Alan Roger Curry. I want to give respect to the right person. He's kind of the, the godfather of this conversation around sexual attention and non-sexual attention, if you don't know him. And I'm man enough to mention Alan Rogers Curry name on my show. I know someone else. Well, I won't disrespect the dead. But with that being said, <laughs> Alan Roger Curry was the one who kind of made up all of these terminologies that some men use and believe that they made it up and we kind of hear it on YouTube and we use it and we don't give credit where credit is due. Non-sexual attention is what most men try to give women in an effort to get sexual attention in the end. And you end up working double, triple, quadruple time. And then later on, she'll leverage that again and again and again and keep you jumping through hoops and hurdles because you think eventually... The one time you'll get it, now you've opened up that flower. Women are like flowers, right? They have to blossom. And then once you open it up, then you're going to get it. But women close back up. They say, what have you done for me lately? Because they're used to you doing things to get access. And so the slow pimping is what most men do. And then they'll pride themselves. Well, coach, I didn't have to pay for it. I'm a good man. I actually took her out on dates. I actually liked the conversation. I actually... uh took her out on trips. I took her out on vacation. I paid the bills. And then she lied down with, for me for free. I didn't have to do nothing. She just loved me. And, and, and she gave me her soul. That's slow pimping. And a lot of women get manipulated by slow pimps. Ladies, how many times have you made a man and delayed sex? Because a lot of times what will happen is, let me say this, women will delay the sex and then, uh, or women will, uh, women will give sex up early and then they'll get hurt, they'll get finagled, they'll get finessed. And then they'll say, oh, next time I'm going to delay the man. All right. And so they use the close, they use the close their leg strategy. All right. They go back after they didn't been ran through more times than the Honda Tunnel. So then they'll make men slow pimp and they'll think, well, this man will be genuine if he waits. Now, ladies, just admit, how many times have that worked out for you? You made his ass wait. He finally got a piece of peace leave, and he skedaddled. <laughs> he literally said, thank you very much. I slow pimped you instead of fast pimped you, and you couldn't distinguish between what he did and the other guy did. He literally said, I waited for that. It wasn't all of that. I ain't putting in anymore. <laughs> and so you eventually still got finessed, which goes back to my statistic. 
99% of all interactions that you'll have with men are not long-term. It is meant to just get access to you. Whether he gets it today, tomorrow, or three months does not matter. It doesn't matter. It is not going to be the determining factor in regard to how long he'll stick around. What is the determining factor? And I want you to listen one more time. You'll never get it, but this is for the men. Peace, quiet, and freedom, access to sex, respect. One of those things were missing, obviously, so that he got the peace leave and he skedaddled. Even though you made him wait. <laughs> it didn't matter. There's many people in relationships right now that had, a, it came, it was the result of a one night stand or it was a result of a quick sex interaction and they're still together to this day. So this formula of I'm going to make him wait or I'm going to give it to him quick or when do I give it up? It doesn't matter. What matters is peace, quiet and freedom, respect, access to sex. The people who are making it work actually figured that out. The women who are making it work actually figured that out. The women who can't make it work for somehow feels that they can disrespect the man or emasculate him and he'll still keep showing up to the table. The waiting game is not the way to do it. Although if you want to use the Bible around here, I want to quote you to a couple, I'm going to point you to a couple of scriptures of where you're not following the Bible. So don't dump your Bible at me today. I'm not in the mood, all right? You lukewarm Christians out here cherry picking the Bible all the time. And then want to throw it at me with your moral and your holy oil at me. Well, here's the cross to you right here. <laughs> I'm on the dark side. <laughs> Put your Bible away. <laughs> Put it away. Don't dump a damn thing at me. All right. I'll send your ass in the church and you'll see me at the pulpit up there. Ha! All right. So let's give you the three things real quick. Uh, did I have another clip that I want to show you? Oh, I did have another clip. I did have something. So I, I talked to this guy and he shared this with me and I want to see if I could share it with you. He calls this the feminine feminist bubble of attention. All right. It's actually interesting uh, of how people get a self. Uh, he calls it peace leave hyperinflation. Now, this chart is a little complicated to read and the lines are a little complicated to read. But what he's trying to break down here and let me give credit to the guy. Uh, who who made this chart? His name is uh, he has a channel. Oh, it's a C N V R T A I. I believe his name is Timothy. Uh, I'm bad with names. I think it's Timothy, but it's an interesting chart, and uh, I'll I'll make it make it up. So this is what happens to men who lie to women, and this is why women believe that they are you know they're they're more valuable than they are, and this is where it leads to complications. All right, so interesting here. What happens is he he's saying women men are more valuable than uh, women. This is this is true to an extent. But then he says um, women have a perceived value of themselves that goes up based on their interactions of men, right? But their actual value is down here. So what happens is we value the woman for access, and then they get a big head, but then they have a plummet when they get pumped and dumped and all of these things, right? So it's an interesting chart. I'm going to direct you to the video uh, so he can explain it a little bit more. I'll put it in the link in the description box. And so there's a perceived value, which we actually demonstrated with the woman that says we're a 10. I'm a 10. All right, I'm perfect. Uh, I'm the best or I, I'm more than average at best. So their perceived value goes up based on based on men lying to them. And men's value goes down because we want access to sex. So we'll lower our value. 
And then women have a inadvertently high value until what? There are a couple of things happen. A couple of things happen. She gets access to sex. She gets pumped and dumped. All right. Or she gets a reality check. She goes on Kevin Samuels. All right. I'm a 10. And then the value actually plummets. All right. So I'll share this video with you so that I'll put a link in the description box after the video, after the live chat. Okay. And um, it basically gives you an idea of what happens when these things happen. So let's get to the let's get to the banners. And I'm going to say this again. These are the three things. Or the three reasons why women will never understand men. Are you guys ready? Number three, we'll go three, two, one. And this is where it's going to be this basically this chart comes into play. Reason number three, why women will never understand men. Is because men are rarely honest with women. Rarely, and I mean absolutely rarely. I would venture to say that most things that men say to most men, most things that men say to women have been an absolute lie. And the reason why it was a lie, because some while they were trying to manipulate them way, their way to access to sex. They slow pimped, they lied, they didn't want to hurt feelings, they didn't want to have the conversation. They didn't want to have the argument. They just wanted to avoid all of the bullshit. How many times have you heard somebody, you were sitting in a room and, and you were sitting in a room and it's, uh, this is just basic conversation. And a woman says something in the middle of the room and you're looking at her like, are you kidding me? But you stayed quiet. You didn't correct her. Many times you went to correct her and she was so adamant to fire back at you. You just said, all right, forget it. You're like, it's not even worth it or I'm not going to change her mind, or she's going to attack me, or the hive mind is going to attack me. You avoided the confrontation, which means to say she was able to go on with her ridiculous thought, and you never corrected it. How many times have you said that? How many times has that happened? It happens over and over again. How many times have you went to correct her, and a couple of guys said, hey, just be quiet. No, 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 no. A couple of guys say, uh, no, 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 no. Or, or you went to correct her and guys said, ooh, you're going to be in trouble now. Those guys knew she was out of her mind. You corrected her and then the other guys, they didn't even go, uh, they didn't even get your back. They let the other group of hive mind attack you. And the guys did nothing to, to protect you. How many times does this happen? All the time. There are women in school, education classes, Public, uh, public speeches, um, TV interviews, reality shows. It happens over and over again. Radio interviews. Women go off and say something. They go uncorrected. This is why they never will understand men. Because if a man stands up and says something in opposition of what she says, they're going to either attack him or they're going to shame him, call him names, and assume he's lying. Right? They're going to assume he's lying. Oh, what about what? You? Oh, my God. Well, in honesty, he was being honest. <laughs> he was telling you exactly what you needed to hear. Instead, you said he was an incel, jaded, hurt, 
bitter, not a real man, you name it, a liar. And so men have learned, well, in order to not mess up my chance at what? Peace, quiet, and freedom, access to women, and respect, I'll just shut up. Yeah, they call you gay. You hate your mama. And so men have learned over time, being honest with women is not very good. It's not going to get you peace, quiet, and freedom, and it's not going to get you access to sex, and it's not going to get you respect. Men have learned that, and so what men have learned to do is lie to women. This is why women will never understand men, because somehow women have said, we'll take the lies instead of the truth. Because when the truth comes, they try to censor it. When the truth comes, they try to say, well, this guy's not right, and he's one of the bad guys. Remember what I told you. I'm probably telling you more truth than any other man you've ever met in your life. You know why? Because I don't want to sleep with you. I have no intentions of sleeping with you unless you knocked on my door and you lied on your back like a Carl's Jr. star. Then I might think about it, but I'm not trying to get your body so I can be honest with you. And the biggest mistake is that men, women tend to only deal with men that will tell them what they want to hear as opposed to what they need to hear. This is many women, not all. Which makes it easier for a man to manipulate you through st strategies like being a Casanova, being a player, um, cold approaching you, slow pimping. It makes you easy to manipulate because guys will figure out eventually, well, this is all I have to say to her. And it will work. I'll just lie, lie, lie. Now, the problem is the women eventually find out he's lying to her. You're such a liar, but you already gave up your body. And he got what he wanted, so it means nothing. And he'll just tuck tail and go skedaddle. But he got the peace leave a couple of times through lying. And so women will say men are all liars. Right? You're a liar and men are liars. Well, that's because you're used to try to set men up to lie. That's unfortunate. That's your problem. It ain't mine. Now, I'm telling you the truth. And you're calling me a liar up front, and I ain't even got the peace leave yet. <laughs> okay, so you should understand that this is probably more truth than you need to hear. So that's the number three thing here of why women will never understand men is because they're comfortable with um they're comfortable with 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 lies as opposed to truths. And they deal with men who say what they want them to hear and manipulate them, and then they'll fall for it hook, line, and sinker because that's just how they're made. Um, you know, they're more attached to words like you can get into a full text relationship with the woman and say all the right things and she'll be wetter than the Niagara Falls. She only seen one picture of you and you can go and say, just, you don't even have to have long conversation. You can say a couple of quick things and they'll be like, oh, you sound like a real man. And she'll be ready to lay down for you. It's an easy skill to perfect. If you have the time on your hands to do this, you can get all the sixes and, and fives and, and sevens to your heart's content because these women have already been hurt since the age of 14. Okay. They've been lied to and manipulated. As soon as they 28 and up 40 and up, you just say a couple of the right things and you got them. You got them. Um, same thing. Uh, let's go to the next thing. Number two, this kind of hits at number one of why women will never understand men is because when men are honest, with women, men get punished and or women get hurt. So it's kind of like piggybacking off the same idea. So I'm honest. 
I have no motivation to lie, but yet I get censored. Yet it's a struggle for me to build an audience. Yet I get shadow banned. But I'm hitting on truths. Now, men who lie, Derek Jackson and all of these other guys, what's the guy with the black beard and he's always smiling in his pictures? Men put on suits. Oh, he's, a, he's telling us the truth. You go to your church. Oh, Reverend, preach it. Talk about these suckers. All right. Let's talk about these no good men. And you'll throw money at these guys. So I'm punished for being honest and you call it lying. Meanwhile, you get manipulated. And then ultimately what happens? Your heroes come crashing down. I can't believe Derek Jackson was actually like the guys. He was actually worse than Coach Greg Adams. Derek Jackson turned out to be a worse arch enemy than myself. You haven't seen anyone come out here. I wasn't out here banging outside of my marriage. I wasn't out here manipulating women. I wasn't out here grabbing my wife and putting her down in front of here in her bonnet. I wasn't the one doing these things. I wasn't the one uh, 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 captured walking out of the door. I wasn't doing any of those things. You haven't yet caught me yet. But yet you caught your hero doing it. And I'm still the bad guy. And then he came crashing down and you're like, I can't believe we listened to him. And I... <laughs> you name it, all of your heroes come crashing down when the reality hits. The reality hits that they are men. And one man is really not that much different than the other. But you believe the lies because they felt good. It's okay. But you didn't believe me. And I was close to right. I was more close to right than they were. But it's okay. So when men are honest with women, we get punished. So um, when a man comes up to a woman and he says something direct to her, hey, baby, God dang, look at all that wagon you dragging. You got some fries to go with that shake. You know what I would do to you right now? And he's one of the 99 out of 100 men that are going to be honest about their intentions with you. He gets penalized with this many times. Sometimes you might put him out on front street. You might call him thirsty. You might say he's a, 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 a F boy or whatever it is. You come out with names. But he was direct and he told you what he wanted, but he gets penalized for it. It's okay. Sometimes he gets rewarded for it. He gets rewarded for it. Well, at least you told me what you want. Some women will say, I would rather you tell me what you want instead of lie. And then the man tells you, exactly what you want to hear. And then you say, well, I can't believe you're like one of these guys. You guys are all the same. 99% of all of the guys are all the same. We want the same thing. We just will go a different way about getting it. But if the guy's honest with his intentions, all right, he's penalized for it. Even when you ask for the honesty, which is a weird game that we play. She asked for the honesty. I gave you the honesty. You penalize me for it. Or he gets punished for it. He doesn't deal with women and he says, look, I'm a non-monogamous man. How dare you? Punished. I don't sleep with women over the age of 28. Pervert. Punished. I only deal with women and concubines. Oh, you nasty, dirty Johnson Rodney. You got names for him. Or he may say something like, um, I had another good example of that. A woman will say, I don't want players. He somehow lies about being a player, and then he gets punished when, in fact, it is proven that he's a player. 
Now, women will try to be become the player themselves. Well, I'm a player too. It don't matter to me. I want access to the body. You can do. You can have however many many men you want. I don't care. All right. And then he gets even punished for that, because what they want you to do is care like they care. Wait a minute. I I can be a player, but you can't, woman. That's what they want you to say. And when you don't say it, they're like. <laughs> so when I say I don't care if you have a boyfriend, you can come over and get this work, and you can go back to your boyfriend and let him pay for your living expenses. But I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll say it's not what you said it's the way you said it so when men are honest with women this is why women will never understand men unfortunately this is just unfortunately when men are in fact honest there's a penalty that he has to pay many times or a woman will get hurt in this delivery and then she will disregard the honesty she'll disregard the honesty kevin samuels is classic right he was honest. Most women are now realizing that. Unfortunately, he had to die, which is kind of what, you know, people will look at everything hindsight. They will fight the guy. And then now I see a lot of people on Twitter. I miss Kevin Samuels. And I'll click on the profile. It's a woman. You know, Kevin Samuels was actually more right than he was wrong. And it'd be women saying this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, why didn't y'all say that when he was here? Nope, but you had all much anger. of it, And then you find out that he was actually right. And some of the things that he was saying was right. But it wasn't the way, it's not the what you said, it's the way you said it. So these are the things that why women will never understand men because by by time you understand that the honest men are the ones you punish and the dishonest men were the ones you rewarded, it's too late. And you're 30, 40, 50 bodies in deep, still trying to figure out the game and uh, it is what it is. I'm gonna give you number one. For some reason, it seems like I missed one. Thought I had four. Okay, so this is going to be, I guess this is the last one right here. Number one, reason why women will never understand men is that they're disingenuous, and I probably spelled that wrong. I can see that right now. You know, it's live television. Women tend to be very disingenuous about how the rating system works for women. But they're very genuine about the rating system when it comes to men. So one of the first ways they're disingenuous, let me look that up. I think I have an E where there's an I. I think there's an E where, the, no, I don't put that up. Maybe that's wrong. No? Who cares? Somebody's going to call me out. Look, he spelled, misspelled disingenuous. I can't even fix it. I don't know. I'll put the E back in there. <laughs> One of the first ways that they're disingenuous about rating systems is to say it's evil for men to rate women. Now, that is very disingenuous. Okay. That is very disingenuous because, in fact, women rate men all the time. It is, in fact, part of the transaction of the relationships. Every relationship is transactional. There's something that she must receive. If she's in the absence of receiving something, she's going to feel she got manipulated and got taken advantage of. Well, I didn't get nothing back from this, so I, I don't understand why I'm in a relationship. So the man has to get something. As a result, she's going to rate him on a couple of standards, standards that he must achieve. Sometimes these standards are out of the world, but he's measured, he's measured on some standards. Now, the standards could be just about anything. Depends on the woman, but sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's not money, 
or sometimes he's misleading you that it's about money, but it's really about money. It could be height. It could be weight. It could be body size, body type, muscles, six pack. It could be the six sixes. It could be the fact that he agrees with her politically. Some women will go on Tinder right away or or Bumble and say, if you're this political affiliation, swipe left. So that's a measurement. That is a criteria. That is a rating. You're basically saying, hey, this is where I want you to be. If you're anything other than this, you don't qualify. That would be a measurement. That would be a standard of rating. But when it comes down to it, it has to go in the looks category many times, has to go in the financial category or the ideology category. These are all the ways you get rated. And if you try to adjust that rating, meaning you become an incel, you become bitter and hurt, you are less than the standard, and you vocalize that, you're penalized for the vocalization. So if I come out and say, well, there's only 10% of men that are six foot three and above, why do you want somebody above that? They can be in their delusion to say, well, I'll just wait for that, and you don't qualify, shrimp, shorty, F-boy, and they'll just have a names, a lot of names for you. If you approach them, they don't have any problems immediately saying, you don't qualify. Nah, I don't date short men. I don't date black men. I don't date any whatever it is. I don't date skinny dudes. I don't date goofy dudes. I don't date. So when we try to get over the rating system, well, what about my personality? What about the fact that I'm a good guy? Doesn't that make the rating go up? They say, nope. I like what I like, right? So if I say, well, I know you want those things, but what about my personality? What, the, what about these things? They go, don't matter. What about the fact that I am a rocket scientist? Doesn't that help you? I know I might not be what you want ratings wise, but I'm a nuclear physicist. I'm a pharmacist. I'm a military man. I'm a blue collar plumber. Doesn't that matter? Nope. Well, let's see how they do it. What they then tend to do then will say is your stuff don't matter when it comes to personality and all these things you want to throw in, sir. You don't have the height, the money, or the other sixes, sir. So take a back seat and honor our ratings and don't be hurt, you little incel then what we do is say, well, you're a 10, 9, 8, 7. We don't complicate it. We just go right into a number, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, which is somewhat subjective, but it's pretty much not subjective. We know what a 10 is. I know people kind of use this measurement system. The 10 and the standard of beauty is supposed to be a general standard of beauty, not based on preferences like, well, she ain't thick enough, but we already know what a 10 and a 9 is. They tend to be not overly thick. So you might have a preference that bumps it up in your standard. But worldwide, we know that we know that's not a 10. All right. That's not a 10. That's a 10 in your book. Okay. But then when we start chinking off the list, okay, you were a 10, but let's go down the line here. Well, you got a you got a tattoo on your face or your neck. All right. You're a little bit overweight. You're a little bit too plump. You're out of shape, you're old, you have kids, and we start chinking down the list like they chink down the list. Then we are not fair with the rating system. This ain't fair. And then you will have women then, then jump in and say, well, what about personality? 
Remember when the man said, what about personality? They was like, nope. This is the disingenuous about the rating system. Well, I know I'm like a six, however. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Doesn't that mean anything? Nope. What about? I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. Doesn't that matter? Nope. When we're when we're honest with them in our assessment, it seems that they don't care. And they say, well, I know you want all that. However, I'm going to do this. What about this? When they say, well, weight should not be considered in a judgment zone, meaning you're a phobic because we're big. And it doesn't matter because we are still a 10, even though I don't fit the weight requirement. And if, if you don't go with that, they use it against you, mean to say they penalize you, which was number which was number two. When you're honest with them, they penalize you. Same thing here. Well, come on, ladies. Being a little bit that excessively overweight, that's got to be a strike. That's got to be a strike. Even if I have a fetish and I want to finesse your body and rub all up over your flaps and lumps and all of those craters and all of that curdled up college cheese on your hips, even if I have this fetish, and when post-nut clarity hits, I skedaddle, you're still not a 10. Even though I will pipe you down in the cover of night, while the wolf is howling at the moon, and the clouds are covering the moon, in, in the darkness of the day, and nobody will see me, I will slide through and part your legs. That still does not make you a 10. They'd be like, nope. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. This person's 40, has two other men's kids, and they still will say, I'm a 10. This is why women will never understand men. And it's unfortunate. It's something that we can never correct. But there are some women that will understand this. And they will say, I love that man because I understand him and I understand that he's a man and I understand that these things matter. I'm not going to penalize him for being honest. I'm not going to penalize him or I'm not going to penalize him by using the rating system and trying to manipulate it where he could not manipulate it. He could not manipulate it. And I was honest with him, brutally honest to the men. But then when they were brutally honest to you, you said, well, I'll just find somebody that accepts me for me. There goes the struggle. And then you'll disregard all the honest men, and then you'll deal with the liars and the manipulators. And then you'll continue to lose. But this is what we do with, and this is the dance with the devil that we do continuously, and we try to make sense of it, but it never makes sense. The real key factor, men, you can understand women or you can love them. You cannot do both. When it comes to women, in order to love a man, you have to understand him. If you're ever trapped with, I don't understand why men do this, you can never be in love with a man. You can never be in love with him because you're disrespecting the fact of what matters to him. That's why you don't understand him. What you want him to do is convert to what your ide ideology is, and then you'll believe you'll love him more. But in reality, you'll end up hating him more. 
for being a sucker and becoming more of a beta and a woman than he is a man. He'll never be a stand-up man if he becomes what you want him to become. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, this is just in general. It's not specific to anyone because I know there's somebody here. Well, not me, coach. Well, that's you. I mean, I don't know who you are. You're watching me. I can't see you. So if this doesn't apply to you, no big deal. It's not a big deal. It's not something that applies to 100% of the people, but it applies to most rather than none. So do not come in here and says this is not right or I disagree. Well, then you're wrong. It just doesn't apply to you. Okay. It just doesn't apply to you. Anyway. <laughs> and that's you. And it's okay. We have 320 million people in the United States. I can't speak for all people. But I can look at the statistics and tell you where people are failing, and then I can speak on that. So that I can speak on. All right, so just understand that. The, the, statistics, the statistics are favoring me in this conversation. It ain't favoring you. The, 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 where's that one guy? That, there's a content creator that always uses anecdotal advice on how his marriage works. Well, that's your marriage. <laughs> it's like you can't speak for the millions of marriages that are out here. You can only speak for yours. Doesn't mean it doesn't mean I'm wrong when I say, well, based on the millions of marriages out here, this is what's happening. Right? It's okay though. Shout out to Billy, the kid. He says, Coach, these chicks uh ain't making Chad wait. They know that their peace leave is the only power they have, and they don't want to lose him and it's a scarcity scarcity mindset again i think what's happening there is that that is indicative of number one being disingenuous about the rating system and how the rating system works so if a woman does meet a chad what will happen is a chad will bang her and then at that point she's somewhat what do they call it um Oh, gosh. Uh, imprinted. So she's imprinted by the Chad. And she says, well, that guy was willing to bang me. So that means I can get a guy like that eventually to commit to me, which is a little misleading, which is okay. I mean, it's okay for you to do, but you're going to go through a lot of heartache and pain because those guys will come under the cover of the night and do some things with you. Every now and then they'll get caught out in public and I'll see them and I'll look at I'll look at the dude like this. I'll give him that look. I'll go like this. I'll be like, you, now you know you shouldn't be out in public with her, but I know you got caught up. Let's do something this weekend. And you were like, damn, I better take her out just to keep getting access to that under, under the cover of night peace league. And so he's an eight. She's a six or a five. And he'll maybe he has low self-esteem. I don't know, but he'll keep going to banging that woman. And they eventually get caught out on a slow Tuesday at Applebee's with her. And I'll give him that look. I see you out here, homeboy. And you know, you know, you ain't stepping right, but gone. I know what you're doing. Yeah, he was in the drought. So, but she doesn't understand. She believes that she somehow jumped over <laughs> the hierarchy that he cares about her in another way. Now he's just getting easy access and he'll 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 run through her. Now, what happens is. Nobody else qualifies under that guy. That's where it really gets complicated for her because that guy is now the standard. Men don't do this, by the way. This is something that men don't do. 
men will go through when they're in a drought. We'll sleep with threes, fours, fives, sixes. Again, we'll sleep with anything. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Whether we're caught out in dead broad daylight, that's another story. But we will come through the house. We will slide through. And with that being said, we never go the time we get the eight, the time we luck up and we get the beautiful woman. Rarely do we say all women have to qualify at that level. Now, that's what our preference might be. That's where it hits home. But if that doesn't work out in the absence of the eight, we'll take a six, five, four, three, two, and one. <laughs> we'll take whatever's there. Hey, you coming through? Come on through. We never then many. Now, the top selected men can do this. When you're, once you're selecting at the top, you can do this. But most men aren't selecting at the top. We're taking what we can get. <laughs> you know, I see people be out here. I see y'all, and, and people don't think I'm telling the truth. Dude, they be out here on the midget forum. They be following midgets on Instagram. Shout out, to, and listen, I guess they're called little people or whatever. They be on a platform. There's girls on Tinder. There was a girl I saw on Tinder one time. She had... She was in a wheelchair, no legs, no arms, and she was in there calling her shot. You got to be this and that. I was like, how you type that? That's what I was thinking. But she was sitting up there, and she had the look on her face like she knew a brother was going to slide in. Like, you know that look on their face that they know brothers are going to slide in? They know brothers going to come hit that. And there's going to be brothers that's going to be like, hmm, all right, swipe right. They'll swipe right on her, have a full-on conversation. She knew. She had that look. She had that look like this. You know when they take the picture like this? <laughs> you know, they had that sexy look they be trying to. She had that look on her face like, yeah, I, I got people lined up. No arms, no legs. I was like, somebody will be out there spinning that mug like this. Spinner. Y'all think I'm evil. I'm telling the truth out here. You guys think I'm evil? I'm telling you the truth out here. Somebody coming through. And she knows it. I know it. I'm not afraid to admit it. She will admit it. It's you guys that are not stepping up to the truth. I'm not evil. Somebody going to pipe it. And this is, the, this is what we deal with. But then, <laughs> this is what we deal with. <laughs> so I said I'm going to hell. I got a red car for that. I uh, look, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he said I'm going to hell with gasoline draws. I'm sorry. I I'm just trying to be honest. I'm trying to be honest. I I'm trying to not break character here. I'm trying to be honest, but, uh, you know, I know you don't want to believe me. And guess what? This dude will have a girlfriend with two arms and two legs, five fingers and five toes. He'll slide through. Not saying that she's less than for having less than, but there's guys that will have a full, fully able body person ready for her, ready for him. But she's going through hoops. He got to jump through hoops and hurdles. He's like, shit. I'm going to go on over here. This is how men work. I'm not giving away secrets here, hopefully. 
Um, it is what it is. And some of these guys that's laughing, y'all know you one of these guys. You part of the nasty boys. Where's the nasty boys at? Shout out to the nasty boys in the building. There's that one guy going, not me, coach. Let me see your Tinder. Uh, let me see your Tinder account and see who you match with and see some of them hound dogs you have in conversation with. All right, don't lie. There's dudes, I, hey, look, one thing as a rule for men over here is we can lie to women, but you can't lie to me. All right, I've been around too long. I know how this works. I know you're going to be like, not me, coach. No, Sean, I'll only smash his eight, nines, and tens, Sean. All right, Sean, not me, Sean. And all of my baby moms just fine as hell, Sean. I've never smashed under th- anything under an eight, Sean. I'm tired of you lying. Yeah, you one of those guys. You ain't got a lot of kicking because when I see your girl and she got a tattoo sword up her chest like Brock Lesnar, all right, I'm going to be like, that's an eight. We got to stop lying. <laughs> that's the eight you've been talking about. All right, here we go. Uh, Cali West, Miami says, shout out to Chris living in the spirits, uh, living in the spirit of the absentee daddy and resisted his mammy and voted independent. Ever notice when you tell women the unfiltered, unfiltered truth? Sorry, that's because men and women and other women lie to them. Oh, I forgot about that part. Cali West, that's because men and other women lie to them. And, and women do this too. Women lie to other women. That's another thing that will keep them from understanding men. Shout out to CGA, the blue chip mindset, and the nasty boys, free agent for life. That's actually a great point. Uh, um, other women lie to them. And it is, in fact, the statistic that women do lie more than men. I actually talked about that. There's data that women have come up with that said that women are lie more often than men. There's insurance companies that did a, a study on this and said women lie more than men. But they gave them an out as a reason to lie, which means to leave out details, to make people not feel bad, to to comfort them. And so women are no uh, known to in social situations lie to women, even when they're wrong, to make them feel better about the situation, to make it sure. Yeah, so it is. It is what it is. <laughs> Somebody said they lie in their sleep. What? Uh, let me make sure I don't say the government name. YouTube censoring the coach. They don't deserve 30% of CGA's intellectual property. I know, man. I, I, I'm, I'm in conflict as to, you know, why this happens. But I continue to push forward. But it's, it's a sad existence. It is definitely a sad existence uh, that they continue to do this. And I'm literally providing Cooper. I don't say things that are incendiary. I say things that are truthful that you don't want to hear, right? And some things you don't agree with, that's fine. But it's not that I'm, you know, I say things that are funny, like Spinner. That was funny. It didn't mean to hurt you. If you were SJW and you were hurt by that, um, you need to check your privilege. Some people need to stop coming to the rescue of people who probably aren't offended. I'm tired of you people coming to the rescue of people and the other people aren't even offended. The person, the woman in a wheelchair probably laughing at my joke. And she's probably picturing herself spinning on somebody, on Tyrone. But it's often the able-bodied, liberal, white woman, right, with all the privilege in the world. She's the one got to come to the rescue. Oh, I feel insensitive about what you said about something that don't even apply to you. Meanwhile, the other person that it applied to wasn't even offended. It just shows your privilege that you have to come to the rescue. Why do you have to come to the rescue? 
Who are you? That shows that you believe that you're the authority figure in the situation, and it shows your privilege. It shows your privilege. Well, I don't need you to defend me. Well, they called you. I don't care what they call me. It means nothing to me, <laughs> right? All right, so anyway. Did I get loud pockets? Loud pockets says, fire stream coach. These ninja watching simps need it. All right, shout out to the ninja watching simps. XL Pro Services says, salute. Coach, gang in the building. Thank, thank you guys for being in here again. Oh, we got a somewhat of a, we'll give you a whole, we'll give you a uh, bags, he says. We'll call you Bagsy. I'll call you Bagsy. It ain't even the name that's on there, but that's what I'm going to call you. Coach, going off today, no government name. Appreciate you, man, for being there again. Uh, yeah, man. Anybody found something to disagree with this? I don't, I don't know what the, oh, the Karen Brigade? Yeah, the Karens. They come in with a cape. And they're always defending what they believe are underrepresented minorities who don't believe in half the BS that Karens believe in. Nobody believes in the stuff you believe in. Or it represents such a small population of people. It's absolutely, I don't even know why we go in circles to even discuss it. Let them do whatever the hell they want to do. But you want to come fly in. I can't believe you called him a her. What? Man, please look. I got stuff to do today. Right? I'm not having this conversation. I don't know why people even engage in the conversation with these people. All right. I'd be like, what are you talking about, man? Please. But, um. They don't have nothing else going on in their life. And they literally believe that they are not racist, but they're the most racist people out here. They believe they're not sexist, but they're the most sexist. They believe they're not uh, discriminatory, but they're super hypersensitive when they hear discriminatory language. And that's because they're used to hearing it. That's because they think it. That's because they're so hypersensitive to it that they hear, like, they, like, 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 let me tell you an example. What happens is, when they're around their own kind, they hear it. They hear it all the time. So let's just say white women around white men and white men will say whatever reckless bull crap they will say when no other race of people are around. So they'll talk about Mexicans and blacks. And so they are in the suburbs hearing this. And then it just so happens that you're around and somebody says it, right? You're the black, the one black guy and they say it. So here they come with their damn cape thinking that they need to protect you because they're used to hearing it. Right. They're used to hearing it and they never really call it out in their own circle. But as soon as they hear it and you're around, they want to come to the rescue out of guilt. And then I say, who cares what they say to me? <laughs> I don't give a damn what they got to say. I don't care about them. Well, he called you black. Well, that's what he's been conditioned to call me. That's what black people are conditioned to call themselves. And that's fairly new within the last 50 years. They never called anybody black before that. But you've been conditioned to believe that that's your title and you've accepted it. And then they switched it on the Karens and it's African-American than them. So now if they call you black, you're supposed to be offended and they're waiting for you to be offended. And they're saying, well, he's African-American, aren't you? And I say, I don't care what he calls me. They're like, what? You're an Uncle Tom. Then she says, I'm not black. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, Karen, you're confused. You act like I care what these people think about me. You care. I don't. Live your life. <laughs> Go live your life and get on a treadmill while you're at it. And, and drop the donut. Karens believe that you're their pet. 
I want you guys to remember that. Karen believes that you're their pet. They believe that you're there. She's always over you in some sort of hierarchy socially, and she is. And so she believes it's her job to keep you as a pet. This is why you don't date people like that. You'll always be their pet. If anything, you'll be their show pony to come out to their liberal friends to show them, look, I got a black friend and I got a black boyfriend. I'm paying back the white man for these slaveries, the years of slavery, and I'm letting him inseminate me on a daily basis. <laughs> We're paying back 400 years and I'm doing it on my own. I'm doing this one black man at a time. <laughs> these people are sick. I hate overly sensitive people like that. I'm, I don't date people like that. I want some old conservative <laughs> come in here. Say it to my face. And by the way, you'll hear them say racist stuff and want to pass for it. That's what I don't get. Those same people. Those same people will say some racist stuff and they'll say, but, uh, you know, you know, I get a pass for it, you know. I get an N-word pass because I let a couple of black dudes pipe me. I get an N-word pass because I can quote some Jay-Z lyrics. You know, I, I ain't like that. They say the racist stuff to your face. And then they shuck and jive and say they have hot sauce in their pocket. And then you be like, the Democrats and the Republicans uh, switched. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you... I, it's, it's actually mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. And you'll accept it. You won't say nothing. Meanwhile, these people ain't said nothing to your face. They ain't even said nothing. The worst they said was black. Oh, what do you mean? Ne Negro color? They, they ain't even said nothing. And these people will literally say the racist stuff to your face and joke. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, I get a pass, don't I? So watch out for that as a trap for you young black men out here. These people have no power other than to have you vote for somebody a little bit more zesty than you. And they say that they're going to help you, but they're not. Just so you know, I've been a part of these things for a long time. They're not going to help you. They're going to help themselves, right? That's what they're going to do. And they need you to do what you need to do, right? Never trust them. Never trust them. Those are the least likely people to trust, but you guys fall for it all the time. And I see you with these, what do they call them? Um, uh, mud sharks or you, you, you guys get with these people that have been ostracized from the power position in their community because they were failures or they didn't fit the standard, the mold, or they didn't want to do the work. They were lazy. And then they come over to your side and then you put them on a pedestal and then you ride with them acting like they can do something. But when they show up in their community, they're, they, they're, there's nobody that regards them as any importance with any importance. None. They have no importance on that other side of the track, but they'll come over to there and they're high priority to you. But but what do you call? There was another oh pogs. There, there, there's another term for them. Karens, <laughs> snow cows. <laughs> These people are non-powerful manipulators, and they have no standing of importance on the other side. But they will make you believe that they do. <laughs> uh, anyway, shout out to you, brothers, man. Hope you guys weren't offended by this. Um, but this is an edutainment program. It wasn't mean to offend. It is basically to hit you with a level of truth that, again, most people aren't willing to tell. They're not willing to tell this particular point of truth, but it's, you know, it is definitely true. Big back. She's not a flat back. 
Um, let's go forward into the week. I think I'm going to be on tonight. I do have a lot of things going on tonight. Uh, I got some things going on that the stream, I, it might be later than normal. I'm just letting you know that. All right. Shout out to the sh coach gang. Hit the like button on the way out. Come on. Don't let me play that Biden woman again. Hit the like button on the way out, or I'm going to hit you with the Martin Luther Lee. Shout out to the coach gang. Peace. I was wrong. I was wrong. Hold on. Hold on for a second. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. All right. If you're still here, if you're still here, this is overtime. I got to do this. Bad cities. All right. Sorry. 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 Somebody reminded me. Who reminded me? Somebody reminded me. Big Mufasa. Big Mufasa. Okay. Who else reminded me? Herbert Collins. All right. So stick around. I know people are leaving. But stay tuned. The bad cities. Hold on for a second. All right. I got to pull it up. Thank you for reminding me. I, I want to hit you guys off with this. Pause. All right. The bad cities. Yes, indeed. All right. So let me find it here. Um, somebody suggested that I watch a video called how to, is it how to market to uh, selling to the Negro? All right. So I want to show you this here. I Hopefully I don't get a copyright on this. But um, selling to the Negro, all right? So if you haven't seen this on YouTube, hey, what is this? I want, I want to show you something. This absolutely, I was like mind blown. I was mind blown by this one. Not by the content. Um, it was actually, if you watch this video, it's actually absolutely incredible. But uh, check this out. They're going to talk about in the 50s. This is, this is a thing that was pushed out through uh, Johnson & Johnson about how to sell to the ninja. Fair use. And this is in 1954. I want you to look at this and tell me, don't you see? I, I want to tell, I want you to see what you see. Tell me what you see. That's what I meant to say. Of them are What's the reason? Take a okay, so they're talking about the migration of the Negro. This is the second Harlem Renaissance. But they're talking about the migration from the Negro from the country to the populated cities. Let's listen. Look at these shoppers. Notice what a large proportion of them are Negroes. What's the reason? It's simply this. Negro families are moving into the cities where there are more job opportunities. Here they find occupations with more prestige and security. Jobs that pay more money. As a result, Negro families today often make up the largest part of central city consumer prospects. Okay, so uh, this, is, this is hitting there. We're getting there. They make up the largest part of central city uh, consumer, uh, whatever they said. Let's listen. A shoe store in Chicago's Loop, for example, reports that more than 50% of its customers are Negroes. In another case, a drugstore located at a transfer point in a non-Negro neighborhood finds that its Negro customers total 25%. The trend is plain. The new All right, so I want you to listen. Now, this is where it's going to get funny. So now you have this map. They're going to show you where the, the, the Negro, as they're saying, has populated the cities. So you guys think that the Negroes have always been in projects and cities and whatnot. This is not true. There was, a, there was two migrations, the 1920s and 30s, and then in the 50s, 
there were two migrations of Negroes from the South to the North and then in from the countries or the, 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 the bottoms into the cities. Take a listen. Two Negro families today are moving into more populated areas, to the cities where there are more stores, more buying opportunities. Since 1940, in San Francisco alone, the Negro market has increased by 89%. All right, check, check this map out. This is the Negro population increase in these cities. Now, take a look at these cities. This isn't the only statistic here. Take a look at these cities. So the 1950s saw a population. Now, what do you what can you tell me about these cities? What, what, what can you tell me about the state of these cities? Somebody they getting kicked. Yeah, they getting kicked out out of the city. Now hang tight, hang tight. San Francisco probably includes Oakland and whatnot, because a lot of people from Oakland are basically came from the migration from the South. All right, so they're that's why they're kind of country. Uh, and Los Angeles is the same way. A lot of people came from the South over to Los Angeles and in Oakland, but um, they didn't originate from there. But uh, let let let's continue. In Chicago, by eighty one percent. Houston, Texas, 45%. Philadelphia, 50%. The impact of this new buying force is so tremendous. Here it is. So these are the most popular cities that they're saying the Negro has migrated to. Take a look at these cities and tell me what the state of these cities are in right now. Take a look at these cities. These are newly heavily populated cities. What is the what is the common denominator of just about every one of these cities today? New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, Washington, Baltimore, Detroit, New Orleans, Memphis, Birmingham, St. Louis, Atlanta, Houston, Cleveland, and Los Angeles. More than likely you have rappers that brag about the state of these cities as a means to get street credibility. The rappers will tell you how dark and dusty these cities are in order to get a little bit of elevation. I come from these cities. Now, in this picture, these are the cities with the highest murder rates. These are the cities that are the worst cities to live in. These are the cities where white people got the hell up out of there. These are the cities that did Biden. And less than what, 60 years ago, it was damn near uncommon to have, and particularly the group of people that they say have uh, come into these cities, it was uncommon for them to even be there. Isn't that crazy? I thought that when I'm watching the video and they were like, these are the cities that are experiencing increasing population of the Negro. I'm like, oh my God. White folks got the hell up out of there. I bet you these cities got 80% Democrat voting since this day. 80%. This is when they say the political parties change. Of course they did. Why? Influx of this group. Wow. That one blew my mind when I saw that. And I wanted to share it with you. I wanted to share it with you because I thought, wow, look at that. They actually mapped it out. Let's play it again so you can see it in context. That its Negro customers total 25%. The trend is plain. The new Negro families today are moving into more populated areas, to the cities 
where there are more stores, more buying opportunities. Since 1940, in San Francisco alone, the Negro market has increased by 89%. In Chicago, by 81%. Houston, Texas, 45%. Philadelphia, 50%. The impact of this new buying force is so tremendous that actually in 14 major United States markets, a product cannot be number one without Negro support. I thought that was fantastic, fantastic uh, insight into how our country has gone. I mean, I'm pretty sure at these times, those cities weren't in the state that they're in today. So much so that if you took a time machine and you took a time machine back, it would be like Back to the Future Part 2, where the space-time continuum has been disrupted and an alternate universe has been created. And you showed up in 1955 and the city wasn't war-torn and you went back to 1985 and 2020 and the city has been disrupted. (laughs) All right, absolutely disrupted. Wow, isn't that crazy? So anyway, you make of it what you want to make of it. If you think I'm shuffling, yes, I am. I can do some shuffling too. Look Look out, man, what you going to do? Coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right. Shout out to the coach gang, and we're out for sure. Peace.